and Gigi were like totally live. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to OMGG Podcast. First things first, I want to say welcome to December. Can you guys believe it? It's the end of 2019. Like, that's it. This is it. We're in the final countdown of 2019. So if there's anything you need to do to get it together for 2020, girl, boy, this your chance. And most importantly, I want to say thank you and give a huge shout out to everybody who has been joining me on my podcast every Friday. I know we are only on episode three, but you guys sending me the screenshots of watching the watching. Why do I keep saying watching? Ah, you guys sending me your screenshots of you listening to my podcast means so much to me. And you guys giving me your feedback and starting a dialogue in my DMs. It literally means so much to me, you guys. I don't think you'll ever really know. This is so different for me and so new for me. And I feel like the more I do it, the more comfortable I'm starting to become doing these podcasts. So I want to just say thank you so much to everyone who has really, you know, just stuck by me. Um, It's appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. So because this is our first podcast for the month of December, I figured we could talk about Christmas. Now, who's surprised by that? Because it shouldn't be you. It definitely isn't me. But I thought that it would be really cool to start this podcast off by doing kind of like a Christmas in the eyes of an adult versus the eyes of a child. And I always think about December being the final month of the year, that time where we start to just reflect on things and how we came about, what we accomplished, what we didn't accomplish, but we like to focus on next year and all these different things. So just thinking about Christmas as an adult versus as a child, it just really makes me think about all these things. So I thought that it would be really, really cool for me to start off with telling you guys like a little mini story, right? So I never believed in Santa Claus. There was something about me that was semi-logical as a child. So I remember very vividly, um, I was in the car with my mom. I don't remember how old I was. I remember being very young, though. And we were having some conversation. And I remember saying Santa Claus isn't real. And I remember my mom asking me why I didn't think Santa Claus was real. And I specifically remember saying, because every time you get a gift on Christmas, it says from grandma, from grandpa, from nana, from poppy, from auntie, from uncle, from Thea, from Theo. It says, you know, from my next door neighbor's goat. Like there was always somebody that had sent me this gift. So I don't understand. Like it didn't make any sense. Santa was supposed to give you these gifts, but instead my gift said point blank who it was from. And my mother would always make me call everyone and thank them for the gifts. So As a child, it just didn't make any sense to me. It was like Santa Claus is just something that people say as a story. Like to me, Santa Claus was like an Anansi the the Spider folktale, basically. Essentially, that's what it was. So my mom was mortified. (laughs) She didn't know what to do, what to think. I could see it on her face. I remember that. And then I remember her saying, no, Santa Claus is real. Watch, watch, watch. The following Christmas, she tried to switch it up. So like she would put gifts saying from Santa. And I'm like, well, how serendipitous. I tell you, I don't believe in Santa Claus. 
because all my gifts say from whomever they're from. And now, magically, I get gifts from Santa Claus. Then she tried to tell me that Santa liked cookies, you know, just really feeding into these Hallmark, Disney, whatever you want to call it, tales of like Santa. And so she was like, yeah, you put out cookies and milk and Santa's going to eat it. So I was like, no, it's not a thing. First of all, we live in an apartment building. Where's the chimney? Where he coming from, bruh? Like, I wasn't dumb. So my mom was like, no, 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 no. He's going to come. He's going to come. Watch. He's going to come through the fire escape. That's how you know that you're from Brooklyn, okay? When your parent tells you that Santa comes through your fire escape instead of down your chimney, you know you are not from suburbia. So my mom was like, put out Oreo cookies. And then I knew it was a setup, guys. I knew it was false because I was like, hold up, bruh. You like Oreos, not Santa. And being the inquisitive Torinian child that I was, we put the cookies out. We put the milk out. When it was time to open up presents, the first thing I wanted to see was my mother's mouth. My mom was like, what? I was like, I want to see your mouth. She was like, why? I was like, I want to see your mouth. Like, open your mouth. I'm not, I knew she ate the cookies. Mom, you weren't smart enough to brush your teeth afterwards. But I just vividly remember that. And as an adult, it makes me think about not the memory of losing that that like belief system in Santa because I can tell you when I lost the belief in the Easter Bunny because this is how logical I was. Santa Claus didn't make any sense, but the Easter Bunny did. A bunny hopping around from house to house giving out candy and toys. That made sense to me. And honestly, from a logical standpoint as a child, the way my brain worked, it did make sense. But I'll leave that for a story time for another podcast. I got to keep you guys coming back in, right? So, um, so finally my mom was like, okay, fine. There's no such thing as Santa. Just don't tell anybody. And I was like, well, anyone that has half a brain would know that there's no such thing as Santa. Like, I feel like, I didn't say that to my mom, but like in my head, that's what I was thinking. And I felt like that was very Sheldon of me to have that kind of mentality. But it just it didn't make sense to me. So when I reflect on being an adult with Christmas versus being a child with Christmas, I don't think about when I lost the belief in Santa. I think more about the transition of the magic and the excitement. Because as a child, even though I didn't believe in Santa Claus, I knew that we were going to get a tree and we always had a real tree. So I knew that there was going to be an adventure of everybody getting in the car as a family and going to like pick out the perfect tree. I knew that we were going to put that tree up together. I knew we were going to put lights on and I knew that we were going to put ornaments on and I knew that the house would be decorated and just this amazing magical feeling of what is Christmas, right? And then I don't know about you guys, but the way that it worked in my household was um, Christmas Eve, we would go to my great grandparents' house on my maternal grandfather's side because they were still alive and then we would go there christmas eve and at midnight they like all of the grandkids and stuff and and great grands and the children of my great grandparents we would all be there and at midnight we would open up presents so i had my own tradition with my mom and my and her mom and 
her stepfather and my aunts and uncles and cousins on that side of the family where we would open up our Christmas presents at like 5 to 6 a.m. on Christmas morning. So what my mom ended up doing for our tradition was we would go there and at midnight I could open whatever presents were gifted to me from that side of my family. So my great-grandparents would always have a gift for all of us. My aunts, uncles would always have a gift for us. And of course, my grandfather and my step-grandmother would have a gift for me. So I was able to open those presents there and share that family magic and then come home at about like one o'clock in the morning, sleep for like four hours because I couldn't sleep because I knew I was going to get presents. Oh, presents. I was so excited. And I knew that I could not sleep for those four hours. Couldn't wait wake up at five o'clock in the morning, it's Christmas, and like running through the house screaming it's Christmas, waking everybody in their grandmama up to open up these presents, and then we'd open up the presents and just kind of like chill out, my grandmother would start making breakfast, and that was like my family tradition Um, growing up the way that I did. So I'm fully aware everyone has their own traditions. And if you'd like to let me know on my social medias, all OMGG underscore 1989, I would love to hear your family stories and your family traditions. I just think that they're so awesome. And I think that they are what is part of our culture and part of who we are. So that was basically my Christmas as a child. Then I grow up and the magic is gone and the reality of Christmas sets in, right? Like as a kid, you're not thinking about how much it costs to get that tree or how much it costs to buy all of those presents or how much it costs to get those ornaments and those lights and just the amount of money that really goes into giving a child that magical experience. As a child, you're not thinking about that. You just think about how exciting that time is and how extra special it was because it only came once a year and it literally felt like it took forever for it to come. So then I become an adult and all that magic just goes out of the window because now I have to do my part in that financial like outlet for my younger cousins. And I just remember that reality hit me like a ton of bricks and I wasn't ready for it. And I hate to say it, guys, but I hated Christmas for a while there, like a long while, because I wasn't expecting that. Like, I didn't realize how much money went into it. And I think I really started um, becoming financially contributing to Christmas in my household when I was about 18 years old. And I did not know how to handle that. I didn't know how to handle the stressor of you know, having a little job and wanting to be able to buy everybody everything that they wanted, but not really having the means to do that. It was really hard. And I can faithfully say from about 18 to 28, I'm not exaggerating. I did not like Christmas. It was the most stressful headache of like life because it was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm working this job and I'm not making enough and you know there's just this pressure to make sure that everybody gets what they want and everybody's happy because I know I had that and I should want to pay it forward you know I'm a firm believer in no matter 
what your blessing is, you are blessed in your life and you should always find a way to pay it forward. I have been incredibly blessed in my life to be blessed financially, to be, even when I struggle, I'm still better off than most because I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I'm rich. I'm not. I think it would be nice, (laughs) but I'm not. But I also know that I'm not destitute, you know? So I'm, I'm blessed in finances. I'm blessed in love. I'm blessed in compassion. I'm blessed in so many different ways. And I always, always try to pay all of that forward in any way that I can. So for me to not be able to give the way I wanted to give, like gifts wise, it was frustrating to me. And I hated it. It was depressing. I just, I hated it. And I felt like the magic of Christmas was gone. And then I would say probably, what, probably, yes, probably (laughs) at like 28 or 29, I would say probably around 29, I stopped stressing myself out. It was like, dude, do the best that you can and make sure. I've always been a very thoughtful giver. Like I was always the kind of person where I like to analyze the person and really give them something that that speaks as a testament to who they are. So that way they know that I'm paying attention when they're speaking to me or I pay attention to little things. That's the kind of person that I am, like genuinely. So I think at about 29, I was like, dude, you've got to stop stressing yourself out. If you can't afford to get everybody six presents each, it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person and it doesn't make you a selfish person because you know that you stopped and put your wants aside to give to someone else. You know what I'm saying? And even though not a lot of people feel that way, um, and there are some people in my family that don't even feel that way, I had to really just validate my own self and tell my own self that it was okay. So what I like to do around the holiday season to help me out and to make me feel less stressed is I don't buy myself anything. Like aside from the necessities of like gas for my car and groceries or like lunch if I don't have groceries, you know, something small like that, I don't purchase anything else for myself like I try really hard not to and what I've learned because I think as an adult when you start working you now have the money to do whatever it is that you want to do right like you don't have to answer to anybody you don't have to ask anybody for anything if there's something in the store you see it it was like it's like what Ariana Grande said I see it I like it I want it I got it okay like that's That's what it is as an adult. And now it's funny because my baby cousins who are now coming into their own as adults and having their own jobs, they're seeing, you know, what I mean by that. So now this Christmas has been particularly hard because everybody has their own job. Everybody, you know, is doing their own thing and they buy what they want when they want it. So now when it's time to get a gift, it's like, okay, well, what would you like? I don't know. I bought what I want already. And it makes shopping complicated. And then if you have someone that's very intricate, it's really hard to 
balance what to get them, you know, because you always want to get them. Well, not you specifically, but for me, I always want to try and get people gifts that, like I said before, I know that they're going to appreciate and I know that they're genuinely going to like. I'm not the kind of gift giver that's like, well, you get what you get and you don't get upset. I actually put thought into people's gifts and I feel like that's so much more important. And as a gift receiver, I'm the same exact way. If you like, okay, perfect example. So my first year in graduate school, the second time around, because I'm doing my second master's. So my first year, the second time around, I had made really good friends with three amazing girls. And so I decided that I wanted to get them a gift, something that reflected this cool little like group we had created our first semester of our master's program. So I was at Target and I found these coffee mugs and there was just something about the saying on that coffee mug that I was like, this is us in a mug. So I got it for them. And one of the other girls, she knitted us this really like amazing teapot, like not teapot holder, but like a tea bag holder. And I thought that's so cool because I love tea. And like, this is personal. Like nobody else in the world has this because she made it specifically for me with my color scheme excuse me, and mine. And so I love things like that. I have a treasure chest right here on my um, top of my armoire. And it has cards that I have been given dating all the way back from first grade. I'm a very sentimental person like that. And I just thought that it was such an interesting twist to see the difference between the magic of Christmas as a child versus the reality of Christmas as an adult. And it really made me realize that just because you're an adult doesn't mean that the magic should have to disappear. And for a lot of adults, it never did. And I think that that's amazing. And if you are listening to this podcast and you still believe in Santa and I just ruined it for you, I am so sorry. But you know what? I am one person. I personally have never seen Santa Claus. So, you know, I can't say definitively that he does not exist I'm just saying from my own experiences I don't believe he exists so yep amen but I think that it's beautiful when an adult still has that spark and that magic about Christmas in their eye and I try to give myself a little bit of that so like I like to decorate my room I like to decorate my space and like Christmas themed I like to put up well, I like to put up like little Christmassy fairy lights in my car and in my room. And the great thing about those is that you buy them one time and you can use them over and over and over each year. Dollar Tree is great for that. And it's like, that's just how I keep the spirit, the Christmas spirit, the true meaning of Christmas spirit for me. Now, if you are religious, then you might say, well, the reason for the season isn't about presents. It's about God and his birth and his life and all these things. And I personally am a believer in Christ. And yes, I do believe those things to be true as well. But I also think that a lot of the magic of Christmas is just the wonder of there's just this warm feeling. Christmas is almost like a cup of hot cocoa on the coldest day of winter. It's this warm, magical, fuzzy feeling that I just, I can't explain it and I love it. And I'm so glad that I got my Christmas love spark and light back because your girl was losing her mind. 
for those 10 years. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God, Christmas again. But just remember, whatever you have, whatever you have abundant in your life, pay it forward. It doesn't take anything to sit down and draw a picture or write a poem for someone to touch them. And if you give someone a gift and they're ungrateful and they're like, ew, this isn't what I want, or they're, they disregard your card or your picture, they weren't worth your time. And they don't know the true meaning of Christmas. And you know what? What's even sadder, they don't know the real meaning of gratitude. And that's a lesson they have to eventually learn. So that's my podcast for Christmas as a child versus an adult. I think that we also kind of intermittently added some, you know, gratitude, which I know my good friend Leah will appreciate because Leah is like the queen of gratitude. Like, I love Leah. I know so many great people that are so grateful and do these gratitude videos. I think that's so amazing. But that's the end for this topic. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And next week, our podcast will be I'm so excited for this. It falls on Friday the 13th. I love horror movies. If you did not know anything about me, you will know I love horror movies. And I did say before I actually started doing my podcast, I took some surveys, questionnaires, all those things to see what people would like to see. Well, not to see, but to hear. I got to get used to saying that. To hear, to listen in a podcast. And true crime was something that popped up pretty regularly. So I decided that every Friday the 13th, we could do a true crime special. So next Friday, we'll be doing a true crime special. And I'm really excited to do this with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. My background is in criminal justice. So I have a very sweet spot for serial killers and homicides and those unsolved mysteries. Like, Got a sweet spot right there for it. So please, please, please join me again next week for that. And guys, it is the season for the reason. The reason for the season. Whatever that saying is, just remember to be grateful. And remember that it's not about the gifts. It's not about the money. It's not about anything like that. It's truly, honestly, just about your heart and how much you love and how much you're grateful for what you have. Because no matter what you think you're destitute in, you are always overly blessed in some other area. So we'll see you guys next week. Loves and likes ya. Bye. Good talk. See you next week.